Hey, this is Jason and Dave on Younger and Older hanging out at the beautiful studios of Relate365.com. And uh, we're just always having fun here. Today is a very snowy day. The snow is falling as I look out the window, and it looks a very picturesque winter It does. Do you day. like winter? Uh, I do. Yeah. I like some winter. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I like convenient winter. That's right. I don't know if I like six-month-long snowy winter. Yeah. That's what we had last year. We had, did you know we had six straight months with snow on the ground? Yes. Last year. Did you know that every month but one in our state has had snow? Every month but one. Yes. It's, it's snowed in like every historically? month but one. What yeah. was the month that did not have snow? I believe it was July. I was going to guess July. So we right. had snow in June. We've had snow in June. And We've August. had snow in August. Yeah. Really? That's what I've been told. Now, somebody could be lying, but You've it is amazing. Isn't it funny how like you just hear something and you take it as fact? Yeah. Do you ever listen to Weathermen? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are they ever right? Uh, <laughs> no. Now, let me ask you. Oh, well, they are right. At you know, times. Uh, well, I just wonder, is, isn't weather like a, a division of some kind of science? Yeah. What do they call it? Meteorology? Yeah, something like that. And so do they study meteors? They must. Um, I, and that must give us weather. I have no idea. But the, the bottom line really is, why trust science? I know. That's true. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think science would have a, a much better foothold in my life if the weatherman could get it right a few days in a row. I, well, and here's the, here's the funny thing is everybody tends to have their favorite channel to watch their favorite meteorologist. Why? And so if you think like, like even our area, we probably have what, four stations right. you can turn to right. in our area. And it's just like, are they all going to say something different or the same? And if they're different, who's right? And how do they, you know, it's just like, man. Do you actually choose who you watch because of the meteorologist? No, I don't really watch the news for, okay. the, or for the weather. I could just check the app. Yeah. Well, you know what? I watch. But I do have a preferred one, which is related to a preferred. There you go. So. Well, I actually just watch the one that comes in clear. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's like, you know what? We live in a rural area. So, so, <laughs> so a day like today, if it doesn't yeah. come in clear, oh, it's going to yeah, snow. <laughs> it, it, yeah, if it comes in and it's yeah, if it's snowy on the screen. Except this generation doesn't understand that. Like, it doesn't go fuzzy anymore. It's either in or it's out. Okay. All right. My old guy is going to get on his bandwagon. They switched from, what? What was it before digital? It what, was, yeah. Analog? Yeah. They switched from analog to digital, right. and then I couldn't get half the channels. Right. And in analog, you were able to get like, you know, it might not have been crisp, right. but it might have been a little fuzzy, but you still were able to watch it. With digital, yeah. either get it or you're like... Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't like... I don't... You know, they lied to me because they said digital would make it better, better everything. And I'm thinking, really? I don't think so. Because now it's either totally in or totally off. That's true. And, and, and your 45-foot antenna off your house is probably obsolete. It now. is. In fact, it broke and I never even knew it. <laughs> it, it broke in the storm and That's I never funny. even knew it. So finally, I, I looked up there and took a picture and sent it to our insurance company because it was part of the whole claim with that storm we had. They said, yeah, we knew it. We already gave it to you. So I'm like, oh, brother, sure you did. Uh, regardless, I didn't even know it was broken for. So, that's funny. Yeah. So they already paid you for it, but you didn't know that. They I didn't paid know you it was for broken, it. much less. <laughs> and I don't know if they really did. I don't know that much about insurance. Uh, so I just know that they seem to not lose money that much. Uh, and thinking about following, though, I've got to ask you a question as a young guy. Yep. What the government? What do you think of our government? The government is interesting. I, if I were to say a word, 
especially lately, that would kind of sum up my idea of government it would be circus. Okay. And uh, and the reason you say that is because it's more entertaining than substantial. I, I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't an entertaining maybe in like a like a like a clown entertaining like seriously. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like are they really? Th- you know? Yeah. I don't know if that makes a it makes a connection or not, but it's just like they go through this whole fiasco, and they're not getting anything done. So so there's an election next year. Yes. Like, well, what there's are, an election every year, technically. technically there's a presidential election. Yeah, a big election. presidential election and whatever. What are you thinking about elections? I mean, do you even, do you vote? I vote, yeah. Um, do you think that most people in your generation vote? Or? Oh, I don't know. I know I know. a lot of them have been apathetic in, in past votes, but I feel like also the last couple elections it's been more polarizing so it's i don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens now the, the, there's a big push for diversity that kind of thing yeah so the top candidates are all old white males yeah so there's no diversity there i i'm looking at it laughing because i think you know this guy bloomberg from new york decided i'm gonna run he's a billionaire so like I'll well you it. still do have uh what's her face yeah uh, you, affectionately known as pocahontas yeah i know but i don't think but, she's actually in the front running oh is she not i don't know i haven't really been following i, I just know that i started seeing ads on the tv the other she day might be, and but, i'm like who is this yeah you know she might be but i don't think she's in the front running so you got biden in the front running and you got trump in the front running obviously and you, now you got this bloomberg guy in the front running i'm thinking these are all old white males yeah and we live in a country that keeps talking about diversity yeah and who are they putting up for election is these excuse my confusion yeah. i have no idea um why these are the three that are leading the pack when we keep talking about having all these new ideas uh, there's very few new ideas coming from guys in their 80s probably yeah yeah um and maybe we don't need new ones except for the fact that everything's broken yeah and somebody broke it Right. I mean, who broke it? I don't know. What is broken? It's like the system. They forgot the whole idea of what their job was supposed to be. Okay. What What would you, if, if a candidate came and, and you were going to give them your vote, what would be important to you? Well, I think, I think initially started the way that our representative kind of political system is, is that you would vote somebody that would, that would, you know, represent your, your views, your beliefs, and then advocate for it on the, on the broader scale. Okay. Whereas now it's like they try to appeal to the things that you, that they think you'll like to get the votes and then they go and do their own agenda. So you don't believe anything they say? No. That's pretty sad when there's national elections, people saying things. And the first thing that you think is, I don't believe them. Yeah. They're just trying to get elected. Yeah. Okay, I agree. I, it, and the trouble is that my generation handed you this system. It's like, here it is. It's the greatest system in the world. Did you ever hear them talk about this being the greatest system in the world? Uh, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. If it is, we're in trouble. Oh, man. Tell uh, me about if it. If this is the greatest system, the, the best way to do Oof-da. things. Now, I'm not going against the Constitution. I think we are far different than what the original intent was. I, w- I would agree. I would agree. You know, I think, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think the original intent was to take people in the normal everyday life to have them dismiss themselves from this normal everyday life and be recruited to do the government for a few years yeah and then go back to normal everyday Everyday life life. yeah so if you ran a business somewhere uh, they might say could you be our senator for one term or two terms and then go back to running your business because we need your experience in washington to help us sort out right you know business things 
or if you were a, uh, even a housewife. You know, we want that experience. We, we want that voice in Washington. Could you come and do that for a while and then go back and be a housewife, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think we've kind of lost that. Now there, there are people that do this and they, they're career people. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be rich. Oh, yeah. They, they get a lot of money. I wonder why those who are in Congress and the Senate and they're richer than the normal people. Well, yeah, and, and who sets the bar? Because like you said, like you look back to when our political system was founded and it, and it modeled like, you know, the people for the people. Right. You know, and I think there's a lot behind that, you know, whereas you look at politicians now, you know, and they're wealthier than anybody that they represent. Yep. And I also wonder, when you look at it, you think, okay, first and foremost, they do everything they can to hold this position, but they're not really representing anybody but themselves right. in the process. Well, and the crazy thing is, is half the time they don't even spend their own money to get reelected. Yeah. They ask you for the money to get them reelected. Yeah, a I, good chunk of them. Some of them that have the Okay, money you've got me on my soapbox now. Because oh, bring it. Soap here, it. Here I'm thinking, okay, why would anybody contribute to a political campaign? Those listening to me, stop it. Quit giving money to people who are going to lie to you and just try and get an office and use your money to, you know. To run a TV ad. Yeah, don't do that. Find, give your money to a, a place that's working with orphans and widows and go, go this year, if you're tempted to give to a political campaign, go give it to a, a widow orphan organization that's trying to help people who are down and out. Forget, forget the government for a yeah. while. Let them fund themselves. Right. Uh, somehow the, the government, those people in government don't feel the pinch of the debt that we're in. Well, and, and it's mind boggling because as you talk about it, you know, each election has exponentially cost more yep and and it doesn't need to be it's it's the amount that's spent on advertising mm-hmm. you know and and it's just like what what is good about the spending you know thousands and millions of dollars to yeah. you know it's just like it's pointless when actually you could take that money and do something beneficial with it yep I wonder how much, if you put all the politicians that were now, what are there, 4,000 Democrats running for president or something? Something like that. Uh, you took all of their campaign money and put it toward the national debt. I wonder if it would even help. I, I don't even know the debt's so big. But you look at the problems that aren't being addressed because people keep wanting an office and they don't address the problems once they're, once they're in it. It seems to me that once you become a politician, you focus on getting people to vote for you again. And you don't focus on why you were sent there in the first place. You just act like you're focusing on that. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty dangerous place to be. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I want to read this verse to you and say, how do we do this in light of what we just talked about? Romans 13.1 says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except for from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities Resist what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. The third verse in Romans 13 says, For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is a servant for your good. All right, I'm just going to stop there. Now, the Bible makes it very clear that, that we need to be subject to the government. Right. 
in light of what we were just talking about? How do we do that? You know, I, I mean, it's giving, there's the, the, the phrase too, you know, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Right. You know, and I think it, it goes along with it, you know, is that, you know, God's, God has allowed governing authorities to help keep order, even though it's, we're imperfect, mm-hmm. you know, and so in some regard, we need to follow that. So we need to follow, you know, you can't just go outside and go 200 miles an hour down the road. Why? Yeah. Because there's laws that, that, that prevent that. Probably good laws. Good laws. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you don't want people going 200 miles an hour down Right, the road. right. And so I think, I think there's, there's purpose and reasoning behind it. Um, and that's, and that's, that's the idea behind it is that you have to respect that. But then at the same time, there's the balance of, all right, there, there probably might be a time where you might, you know, if you're following God, might disagree with what the governing authority has. And so then that's where the rubber meets the road. It's like, what do you do? And that's where we look at scripture and you say, all right, what, what did somebody like Paul do? Right. You know? And then you realize, well, how many times was Paul thrown in prison mm-hmm. by the governing authority because he might've broken something? Yeah. So how important is context as we read scripture? I think context is huge. Okay. And, and explain to those who are listening uh, how you get context because they, they might hear the word being thrown around, but how do you get so that you read the scripture in context? Right. And so as you read the, you know, the Bible, obviously it's written for somebody, by somebody that God used. And so you need to, you know, there's a lot of resources, but figure out who's writing the story, who are they writing to. You, you just get the background of it. You know, just like we're having a conversation now. And if you just started listening like 20 seconds ago, you'd be like, well, what are they talking about? And so you'd have to get the context of our discussion. It's the same thing when you read the Bible. If you were to look at a verse, before you take any meaning from it, you would have to to say, wait, hold on a second. Let me look back and see what Paul's actually talking about and why he's talking about it. And so like even this, I mean, we jumped into Romans 13. You know, that's almost towards the, excuse me, towards the end of his letter that he's right. writing here. Right. So in order to fully understand this, this what he's saying, we got to take that in light of the other 12 previous chapters because yep. we jumped in mid-conversation. Right. And that's that's the idea behind context. Yeah. Not only that, there's some words in here that are very interesting. If you put the whole Bible in context, and I want to encourage people, read the whole Bible through every year. It allows you to understand context when you read a chapter like this because your mind should run through the scriptures looking for other examples of people who listened to the government or didn't listen to the government and why. Here's one of the interesting lines here. It says, for he, talking about the government official, is a servant for your good. Now, obviously, the way God set up government was so that the government would be a servant for the good of the people. Right. When that goes the other way, Mm-hmm. then you have a choice to make. Right. But it should be something you biblically look at. It. And so if you're, if you're just going against the speed limit because you, you don't think it should have been put there, I don't know that you have a ground to stand on yeah. on that one. Right. Uh, if, however, you say, well, the Supreme Court decided abortion is legal, my response to that was immediately when, when people talk about that is, well, the Supreme Court isn't supreme. You know I mean? Uh, right. I don't. In this one, the Bible's clear. Yeah. You know, abortion shouldn't even be an issue because people uh, are not having premarital sex. There's not babies that are created that aren't wanted. And every human life is precious. And I think that's what the Bible teaches. And I can take you through that and talk about it. Now, does that mean I hate somebody who disagrees with that? Obviously not. But I can disagree with the government there. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there's people today that are uh, in trouble because they refuse to decorate a cake for 
somebody who is in a, a, a homosexual wedding or something. What do you think about that? What should they do? Go to a different cake decorator. Okay. I mean, I agree with you, but I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, some of it is just absurd. Yeah. You know? What, what does our country come to where I can walk into a store and demand they do what I want them to do? Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm not walking into McDonald's demanding that they give me, you know... Yeah. Filet mignon. Yeah. Or what if I, I walked into Walmart and I wanted something that was a Target brand? Right. And they would laugh at me and I'd say, oh, that's discriminatory. I, you know, I'm going to sue you. Right. If I want a Target brand, go to Target. Right. And, and, and even just saying it, it sounds silly. And most people would be like, well, that doesn't, you're, you know, that, that is silly. But it's like, it's the same thing. You know, yeah. you have the choice. Exactly. Well, we have a problem because in our country right now, there's all kinds of legislation. There's something going on in Washington, D.C. <laughs> there is. Yeah, something. <laughs> it, it's, but laws, on laws. Not, oh, not okay. just, I mean, in Washington, D.C., there's nothing really happening. Well, well that, that's but, where you had But there's yes, something okay. going on in the little. Thank you for your clarification. In the little. What is Washington, D.C., anyway? It's not a state. It's a district. Thank you. Of Columbia. Yeah, we have a district. So does that mean? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I, I used to teach for a school district, so maybe it's the same. It's just a district. That's funny. But but they are doing something that redefines the word sex in the federal law to include gender identity. Now, what's interesting to me is that, okay, the government's trying to confuse things that are really rather simple. Right. Um, kind of like, a, do you know how many pages are in a tax code? Oh, man, too many. Yeah. I About 3,000 too many. I, yeah, I, I forget how many, but it's huge. And... We don't need a tax code that big. When you complicate matters, it gets really interesting. Trying to make all things equal when all things are not equal is silly. Yeah. Because everybody knows all things are not equal. Right. Uh, examples. If you're four foot 11 and you want to play professional basketball, all things are not equal. All things are not equal. I don't care what you say. Yep. They're not equal. Mm -hmm. If you're four foot 11 and you have a size 15 foot, that you're would... still not going to play basketball, mm -hmm. even though those guys have size 15 feet. You know what I mean? When you look at something, it, it, in my life, I can remember a time where my high school coach told me um, that I would never be a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. And some people were offended by that and bothered by it, and I actually was relieved by it because right. he was looking at it the truth mm -hmm. because he knew professional athletes and he knew what they looked like, and I didn't look like one. Right. So I would ask you, is somebody discriminated against me if they tell me you're not going to be a professional athlete? No. What are they saying? They're just saying this isn't your gift. Exactly. You, you know, no matter what you try to do, you're, you just don't have the build. You don't, you don't have the things necessary to accomplish so it. So do I say to them then that you're limiting me? No, you just say, okay, I'll try something else. Yeah, maybe you're being honest, and now I can actually put the efforts into something that, that actually is going to work. Right. Oh, 100%. Um, and, and I think the honest factor, right now I think what we're doing is minimizing distinction. Mm. And because we're trying to minimize distinction, we're destroying what God has said in his word. Yeah. For, for example, in, in the beginning, God created, and it tells us that he created male and female. Yeah. Boy, it stopped after, I'm, male and female. That's it. They're different. Right. Did you notice that males and females are different? Yeah. And they really are. They really are. You're yeah. married. Yep. You have children. 
your wife is really different than you. Mm-hmm. So I got made it. Why would anybody in a culture not want to enjoy and maximize the differences? Rather, instead, they're going to try and minimize the differences. Right. So I know your wife. She's nothing like you. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Yeah. She's, she's you, know, you know, my wife. And, you know, when I look at these ladies, they're, they have a different idea about children. They have a different idea about nurturing. They have a different idea. They're, they're different than we are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good. Right. Why would I want them to be the same? Mm-hmm. How boring would the world be if we were all the same? It would be uh, pretty bland. Yeah. I mean, I celebrate um, artists. Mm-hmm. I'm not an artist. Yeah. But I enjoy watching people who are artists. Mm-hmm. And I applaud them and, and try and encourage them to be artists. Wouldn't it be terrible if we couldn't do that because everybody can't be an artist? Mm-hmm. And when somebody, uh, here, here's an example. We had um, years ago, people would try out for, um, I remember in high school, we had about 4,000 people in our high school, and they had a, a school choir. I forget what the name of it was. doesn't matter. People would try out for it. Do you yeah. know that there were people that didn't make it? Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Because they weren't good. Exactly. Right. I re- <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of which, <laughs> I remember in high school, it was actually, was it eighth grade or high school? You know, I, I, you know, you have a worship team as part of a youth group band. You know, right. like, oh, I want to be on that. You know, and so I joined it and uh, we we're practicing and stuff. We're actually getting ready for winter winter camp okay. at Silver Tranch. <laughs> and so we're doing practices. <laughs> and I remember one of one of my friends came up who was also at it. They're like, so would you be interested in doing the PowerPoint instead of singing? <laughs> uh, translated? <laughs> translated. I'm like, all right, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't put up a fight. It's because like, you know what? Okay. I don't, I don't mesh, you know, my voice at that time, maybe I was hitting puberty. Maybe I just yep. didn't know how to sing. You know, yeah. it was just, the, the, did I get upset? No. Yeah. I realized, all right, I'll do the PowerPoint and I'll do that, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, in churches, there's one thought and I'm in agreement with it. Just make a joyful sound, but that comes from the people. Yeah. And there's another one that says those who lead, maybe they should know how to carry a note. Yeah. I mean, Possibly. At, at least, least get at, close. At least get us in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. It's yeah. okay to make that distinction, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, th- I think part of the problem is your generation in, in particular, because of all the media, has been fed this lie. Like after a, a football game or a basketball game and, and somebody puts a microphone on one of the, the star players and says, what, do you have, what message do you have for the rest of the world? And they say this lie. Yeah. You can do anything if you work hard enough at it. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, that is a lie. Right. That is a lie. You can't do anything. No. If you if you put your mind to it. That, right. That's silly. We need to start living in a world that's a little more honest. And I think. Right. What, what, but the problem is, so many people believe that lie. I know. I mean, even think of like youth sports. Yep. You know, we've talked about this on a previous show where like some people sacrifice everything yep. to make sure that they don't miss a game, don't miss a practice, and it's like, you know what? Let me break some news to you. Yeah. You know, yeah. statistics and facts show yep. that there's probably like a 99% chance that uh, 
Yep. This is going to be it. Like, you're not going to make it to any pro team or anything like that. So I was thankful because my high school, one of my coaches told me I would not be a professional at anything. And he was absolutely correct. Yeah. So here's his advice to me then. He said, since you're not going to be a professional, really, why don't you do as many sports as possible so you can enjoy as many as possible? And when you get older, have an appreciation for all these different sports and play them into your old age. Yeah. And I thought, as a kid, I thought, great advice. Mm-hmm. So I did. Yeah. I did. I swam in high school. I played football. I played hockey. I ended up playing uh, intramural basketball. I never, you know, I mean, I just picked up anytime I could play basketball, I would. Yeah. Uh, we didn't dabble in volleyball back then very much. There was a lot of gender stuff. Girls played volleyball, guys did not. Um, oh, sure. Back then. So yeah. it was just getting to where guys played volleyball. Um, sure. Played a little at church, but really not that much. Yeah. Uh, played uh, floor hockey, played, I mean, anytime there was any sport, loved the water ski, horseback ride. Now in my life, as I'm in my 60s, I'm going, you know what? I had a pretty diverse background Yeah, that was able to enjoy a lot of things mm-hmm. because nobody sat me down at a young age and said, you need to focus on hockey, young man, because you need to get a scholarship to college and you need to do well as a pro and you need to focus on one thing and then not see that happen. Right. Um, I imagine there's a lot of people that are disappointed when they don't become the professional and they heard this professional say you can do anything you put your mind to it and they blame themselves because they didn't put their mind to it enough right uh, you got to be careful mm-hmm. i think you have to work within how god made you right and when even going back to like talking about the system you know even in that context you know there's always a choice you know because i've heard the argument well if my son doesn't go to practice he's not going to play yeah you know, I mean, in everything, there's a choice, yep. you know, especially, you know, because I, mean, I think that came up in the context of like Sunday practices and that sort of stuff, yep. you know, and, and, and so then it goes back to, all right, what, what are, what are your priorities? Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, what are you letting win in your life? Yep. Whether you're doing it consciously, subconsciously, or by choice, you know, and that's the biggest thing. Yep. You know, what happened in high school was kind of interesting because my, my dad was somebody who basically knew what was important and told my brother and I to live what's important. Yeah. We, uh, we were both on the swim team. We had gone to the swimming coach, and uh, my brother led the way. I didn't uh, because he's two years older. But, and basically told him, uh, I would love to be on the swim team, but on Monday nights I have to leave early to go to a high school club at church. On Wednesday nights I have to leave early to go to a prayer meeting at church. On Thursday nights, I need to leave early so I can go be a leader with this youth club. Yep. And and the swimming coach said okay. Yeah. And before you know it, I was inviting my friends when I and and, and he would blow the whistle on a Monday and say it was called Shipmates back then. I mean that was the name of the club. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he'd go, "All oh, you shipmates, get out of here!" And I'd take a bunch of my friends with me, and we would go and I'll leave early on Mondays to go to church. Yeah. Now eventually, honestly, that coach became a believer. Hmm. And really, that, the intent as a high school kid was, you no, know, my dad said there's important things in life, and swimming isn't the important thing. Right. I, I want to encourage listeners, you know, know what's important, live what's important, yeah. and um, we'll have to keep talking about this in uh, another episode here. Yeah, and and once you live what's important, and, and just almost buckle up and see what God does, because you'll be blown away with how it's like, man, everything will come together. Everything, you know, it doesn't mean that it won't be easy. Um, or it won't be difficult. I mean, that's just all part of, of living for God is that you will go through easy times, hard times, and that sort of stuff. But unfortunately, we're, we're out of time on this discussion, and we'll have to continue it going forward. But if you missed um, 
you know, part of this episode, or if you want to listen to any of our other conversations, I encourage you to head over to relate365.com where you can download this podcast, subscribe, or really go to any of your other favorite podcasting sites. Um, and just you know, that way, you know, uh, when we get new episodes and all that, and you can follow us, but that's all the time we have for today. This is Jason and Dave here on Younger and Older. We will see you here next time. Take care. Bye-bye.